everybody, and welcome back to the IDFK podcast. I'm your host, I'm Christina. Um, If you have never listened before, thank you for being here. This is a podcast all about shit that goes on in our 20s. Um, I am not qualified to be giving advice, (laughs) but I'm going to give you some advice. Um, Yeah, and if you have been here before, thank you so much for coming back and listening. I am... And I know I say this like almost every episode, but I'm honestly really, really excited for this episode. Um, It's something that I've been putting a lot of thought into for a while. um, And I really just feel like it's going to be a super valuable episode because it has been valuable for me. And I just, I don't know. So basically today um, I went around and I asked a bunch of like real adults, (laughs) like not 20 year olds, but like real adults in my life that I look up to and I ask them what they would tell or like what advice they would give to their 22 year old self. And the responses that I got were really, really good. Um, I think my favorite one being from my professor, just because like he really put a lot of thought into it. And I, anyways, we're going to get into it, but basically, yeah. So I'm going to be reading you guys the responses that I got. Um, let's go ahead and start with the first person I asked, which was my mom. (laughs) So I asked my mom, I said, you know, what advice would you give to your 22 year old self? And please dig deep and be specific. So this is what she said. My first tip of advice to my younger self would be to finish college no matter what. It'll give you the tools and confidence to go for bigger things and set bigger goals in life. Second, save your money. Learn to manage your money well. It's really important to save what you can and be smart about your money. Save for a rainy day because you never know what can happen. Self-control with money means freedom to live the way you want to live down the road. Trust your gut instinct and grow a pair. (laughs) Mom. (laughs) Listen to that little voice inside your head. It should serve you well. Don't make excuses for others. People will mistake your kindness for weakness. Be more assertive and don't let others use you as a doormat. Stop doubting yourself. You have what it takes. Doubt will only hold you back in life. You'll never know unless you give it a shot. Don't ever compare yourself to others. This is your journey. Everyone has their own path. No two are alike. Travel. Meet new people and explore new ideas. It's a big world out there. Don't get stuck in a bubble. Now is the time to establish good habits for life in every area. They might take a lot of hard work to form, but it's worth the effort. Be aware of life-altering decisions when you're young. Think seriously about having kids because they will dramatically change your life. Figure out what you want to do with your life. My last piece of advice is to take a piece of paper. The lottery numbers for May 1996 are... Mom. My mom and my uncle said like almost the same thing with the whole like lottery thing. And I was like, oh my god, of course you guys are siblings. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I mean, the advice from my mom wasn't very far-fetched from what she's always taught me growing up. Like, she was always a very big advocate on me traveling and me experiencing life and not settling and, you know, not settling down early and stuff. Um, So, yeah, it's all very parallel with things that I already liked or I already knew from her. But it's also just nice to kind of hear it in, like condensed form if that makes sense instead of just little life lessons like actually having her give me a ton of advice at once which was nice so anyways the next person I will be giving their response from is my aunt my Theodina she is much more qualified to be giving advice than I am she uh went to UCLA she is a therapist she like is very 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 impressive and she's always been somebody that I've 
heavily looked up to because she was the first one in our family to go to college and really do big things with her life. And I don't know, growing up, I always was like, I'm going to be like my Theodina. And anyway, so let me go ahead and put what she put. As a, oh, also she's a new mother, so this makes sense. As I put the baby to sleep and took a shower, I reflected on your question. I would tell my younger self a few things. Continue to continue to discover and create in the world. You'll learn about yourself in the process. Honor what you learn about you. Accept it. The better you get at self-acceptance, the closer you are at self-love. You don't have to figure it out and be and life changes. When it does, work to be both flexible and graceful with yourself first. Healthy boundaries don't feel good for other people, but create space for us to fill it with intention. Just a bit of my thoughts. Hopefully it helps with your journey. I really, ooh, girl. You know, the whole creating boundary, healthy boundaries thing is, I think it's something that I struggle with because I have no boundaries. <laughs> like I'm, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where it's, it's not something I ever thought about before age like 21 of like healthy boundaries. And now it's something that is becoming more relevant and it makes more sense, I guess. Before I was like, what do you mean healthy boundaries? Like anybody can know anything about me. And I'm still like that. I'm very like, obviously I have a podcast. I'm like, I will tell my whole life. I don't care. But definitely that. Yeah. That's something that I took away from that. Loved that. Okay. I will share my uncle's advice first. So his was actually the first response that I got and I really, really liked it. Advice to my 22-year-old past self. Aside from investing in Amazon, haha, him and my mom, <laughs> don't be afraid to follow your dreams, even if that means leaving old ones behind. Consider yourself an unwritten book with many chapters and twists. Keep an open mind to different possibilities. There are no shortcuts to success. Always work hard, be humble, and present every day. Don't be afraid of failure, as true character is built on how you pick yourself up off the ground. Life is all about balance. You can play hard if you work hard. Surround yourself with people who add to your life, not take. Proximity. Invest early in your financial freedom. Also invest in others. Words tend to give back, I'm sorry, the world tends to give you back energy you put in. Be honorable, trustful, kind, and compassionate. Trust that things are meant, trust that you are meant for great things. I really liked that. I love that there's a very common theme within all, except for my aunt, I think, all the people that I got um, responses from were like, financial stability and stuff, which is definitely like going to be, a, it's not gonna, it is still a big goal for me, but you know, becoming financially stable in your twenties is like, that's a big goal for me because your girl is broke right now, but you know, like working towards those big goals and, and you know, saving and investing in shit, going to try really hard to, to be better at that because, you know, you know, we all want to be out here not in debt. So the next piece of advice I got was from my aunt and she said, my advice would be to live in the present. Never expect for opportunities to be handed to you. It's important to be a hard worker and never give up. If you want something, go for it. If one door closes, another will open. Always be yourself and stay true to who you are. Don't let anyone influence your values and morals. Travel the world if you can. You can learn a lot from different cultures. Be sure to spend time with your family. Friends will come and go, but family will always be there. Don't get married and have kids too soon. Everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Don't force it. Enjoy being young while you can. Yep. <laughs> and that was another common theme in a lot of them. Like my mom, please don't get married too soon. Don't have kids too soon. Like they, you know, make up what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life, which, you know, I've been saying, you know, a lot and I, I really don't know. You don't know either. So I'm going to just shut up and I'm going to tell you some more responses. <laughs> then I went onto Facebook and 
because my Facebook is mainly like family and family friends and stuff, um, asked the same question. What advice would you give to your 22 year old self? And these are a couple of the responses I got. My other Thea, she said, not that I have any regrets, but at 22, my advice would be to explore the world, fulfill your dreams and don't grow up too quickly. Yep. Every, like I said, all my family has been big advocates typically for travel. They're like, go do shit. <laughs> um, Another person said, do you be selfish, travel, pursue your dreams. There's plenty of time for responsibility and adulting later. Don't wait, do it now. You only really regret the things that you didn't do, not the things that you did. Cool. Like that. Yep. Um, another one said, figure out a more stable money making career and save your money. In the end, the petty stuff is not worth it. Okay. 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 And another one said at 22, I thought I knew it all. Little did I know I was just the beginning of my adult development. So many lessons were learned in my mid-twenties. It's a beautiful time to make mistakes and learn about yourself. Yes, growing up and finding a career is a must in your twenties, but you'd still need to enjoy every second. Budget and save. Then take a small slice and travel and experience life. Because once you set heavily into your career and start a family, you get sucked into the hustle. The hustle of your thirties will be your greatest accomplishments and biggest struggles. You will overcome all hurdles because you set a great foundation in your twenties. Then life is good. I remember my 20s like it was yesterday, and it was a pretty amazing time. Don't hold back. Do it all. Enjoy these years, and you will for the rest of your life. I really liked that one because the way she pointed out, like, creating a solid foundation in your 20s, um, I feel like that's not even something I ever thought about. I literally, I don't know, I feel like, I mean, I'm only 22, so my 20s so far have heavily been, like, <laughs> this sounds really sad, but they've heavily been, like, struggle years, bro. <laughs> I'm still in college, like, still hustling and like trying to do all my shit but I feel like once I graduate it'll be easier to to kind of start implementing these things of like you know financial stability hopefully and just getting my shit together which I'm looking forward to but yeah uh anyways not not about me <laughs> um yeah setting that foundation in your 20s I really liked how she said that so these are all things that I'm trying to take into consideration and like ask myself the question of how can I build towards being that person right like how do I implement these things so that by the time I'm 28, I feel like I am like ready for my thirties and I've built that foundation of, of experience maybe. I don't know. Anyways. So now I'm going to move on to what I'm going to say and no shade to my family because I love that they responded and their responses were amazing. But I think my professor's response was definitely, it's one that it's, it's like stuck with me because you'll see. So this one is really like the juiciest of what we're going to be getting into today. So it's a long one, just like prepare yourself, but everything in here is really like important information. So he basically starts with saying how it's like a difficult question to answer because he, yeah, so it's a hard one to answer and he goes into his story. If you had asked me at age 22 to imagine what I and my life would be like at 35, I undoubtedly would have said things that reflected firm expectations and goals, both social and vocational. At the time, I was recovering from a really bad breakup with my first love, which had sent me into a deep depression that lasted over two years, and which became a defining aspect of my college identity and my college experience. This really was the first major lesson in impermanence that I might have used to adjust my hopes and expectations for the future. I had planned to marry the girl. However, 
at that age, you still feel like you have a great degree of control over the direction your life takes. And I deliberately wielded this feeling against the notion that my future path would contain any changes or loose looses of similar magnitude. I would have thought, and I did think, that this event was the worst thing that happened in my life and that the depression aftermath would be the emotional low point of my life, to which I would never return. Indeed, I would not have believed that I could ever feel worse than I did during that period. I would expect myself at 35 to have found new love, to be married, and to possibly have children or be planning to have children. I would have achieved financial security by then, be working in a field that my major prepared me for, I majored in biology and mechanical engineering at Cal, and be in good health and not have any major medical catastrophes. If you then informed me at age 22 that none of these things would have actually happened to me before or by the age of 35, I would have been incredulous. Incredulous, yes, that's how you say it. (laughs) But that's the truth about how things have turned out. After graduating college, aside from a brief stint in the aerospace industry, I didn't put my engineering degree to much use, and I didn't use my biology degree at all. I've never been gainfully employed, have only been underemployed or unemployed. In fact, there was a two-year period in which I was unable to find any stable work. Two technical degrees from Cal, go figure. (laughs) I've struggled terribly financially. Money concerns are ever on my mind and are the source of much ongoing and seemingly ineliminable stress. Under or unemployed, notwithstanding, medical bills are and were responsible for my financial difficulties. When I was 28, I was diagnosed with a stage 2 melanoma that had become malignant. This required a very extensive and intensive surgery, in which a huge chunk of the flesh on my back was removed. Fortunately, the melanoma was removed before it could spread to my lymph nodes or blood. But there are ongoing concerns, and I have ever since... I'm sorry, and I have since had... and when and will undoubtedly continue to have surgical removals of various other parts of my skin. I've searched for romantic love, but I haven't found it. This is something I very much want and have actively pursued, particularly after turning 30. And partially, though not entirely for reasons related to the search, I fairly recently experienced another major depressive episode that was undoubtedly worse than the one I experienced in college after that breakup. This depression was bad enough to make me seek psychiatric help, something I never have thought that I... I'm something I had never done and believed I would never do. If you had told me at 22 that in 10 years I'd be taking drugs for depression, speaking to a therapist, and going to group therapy once a week for many months, I would surely be amazed. I realize that this, admittedly artless and a little heavy-handed, record of unfulfilled goals and disappointed expectations might appear disheartening, to say the least, especially in the context of offering advice to someone who is really in, or should be in, a prime state of life. But let me say some things about this point. I'm sorry, let me say some things about the point of this reflection that might seem to redeem it a little bit. First, I have shared with you the nature and details of my deepest struggles from age 22 to now. I do this not because I want pity or consolidation, and not because I want to dash my linear hopes discourage their, and discourage their aims or make them dismayed and afraid for the future. Instead, I share what I've shared on the belief that painful experiences and struggles make a much stronger impression to us than our delights. And therefore, and yeah, and therefore, here is where we need to look to turn up anything truly meaningful or valuable with which to orient ourselves. What I find when I reflect on my own misfortunes is a need to adjust my attitude towards unwanted and unexpected changes or losses. I must learn to hold on to things more loosely, where the things in my case are personal goals, expectations, and the general conviction that life offers guarantees. I've seen enough now to know, in the deep experiential sense, experiential sense, 
that many of those goals will change or go unfulfilled, many of those expectations will be disappointed, and many of those things I think must happen or could not happen might unfold in opposite ways. The harder I hold on to such things, the more it will hurt when they are yanked away, so to speak. I feel a kinsmanship with the Great Gatsby in this respect. His sorrows can, in many ways, be traced back to Nick Carraway's character- characterization of him as a man who suffers from a heightened sense sensitivity to the promises of life. I share that heightened sensitivity, and I know how it can produce profound suffering when life fails to make good on those promises. So, by these lights, what I'm offering as advice to my 22-year-old self appears to be sobering mechanisms for coping with certain painful realities of the human experience. That is true, and I think there might be some real value in taking that approach. Advice that involves coping mechanisms is some of the best advice that you can give or receive, if it's effective. I may not have suffered my, I'm sorry, I may not have survived my last major depression if I had not developed an ability to cope with disappointments along the lines of which I've been sketching here. That being said, a coping mechanism needs not consist solely of an attempt to accept grim realities. Accepting the bad is a huge part of the task, but there is a way to derive positive anticipation from the same set of facts about the human condition. The philosopher Galen Strawson said that if something is lost, something else of equal value is gained. In reflecting on my history and recalling my misfortunes, as I've done, I've left out a host of unexpected slash unplanned developments in my life that attest to the truth of this encouraging and redeeming principle. I did not become a biologist or an engineer, but the career I did take, which is teaching, high school first, then college, forced me to develop, among other things, a rich range of complex interpersonal skills that many other vocations would scarcely demand. We all know those stereotypes about engineers and their social skills. Uh, The role of teaching also produced in me renewed enthusiasm for the subjects I taught and engineered, I'm sorry, and engendered a penchant, wow, my God, I can't say any of these words, and engendered a penchant for learning that persists to this day with ever-increasing vigor. I think that I have truly evolved into what is sort of the golden goal of education. I've become a lifelong learner. Perhaps ironically, I may never have ascended to this status as a student in the classroom or as a career biologist or engineer. I only became one after and surely as a consequence of being a teacher. The penchant of learning drove me to books, which led me to philosophy, which led me to eventually return to school and earn a degree in the field at SF State, which gave me the opportunity to experience teaching on a bigger scale at the university level and to develop the knowledge and additional interpersonal skills that such a state such a stage requires. This nine-year trajectory from beginning to teach high school in 2010 to my present position and circumstance at SF State has expanded my mind and skill set into countless ways and to untold degrees. Undoubtedly, this expansion would not have been realized to the same extent or degree had the narrow career ambitions of my 22-year-old self panned out in the way that he, I, expected. I lost out on those possibilities, but gained so much in return. And something similar can be said, I think, about nearly all of those unfulfilled goals or disappointed expectations which characterized those years from age 22 to 35. I didn't, haven't, found romantic love, but that void has motivated and enabled me to devote more time and energy to other friendships, particularly those being in college, that began in college. As a result, my relationships with a few particular friends have evolved and are now considerably stronger and, many, and have many more dimensions at age 35 than at age 22. 
Those friendships seem nearly indispensable to me now, and I shudder to imagine how impoverished my life or how diminished I, as a person, would be without them. Certainly, by quoting Strawson and reevaluating my experiences in this way, I am not suggesting that what is gained in the wake of a loss or an unrealized goal or a shattered hope or expectation is a direct replacement that therefore negates the loss or mitigates the pain associated with it. I do not think that... I don't think that is what is meant by equal value in this case. When we cope with major losses or reversals in our course, as we invariably must learn to do if we are going to survive, it won't do us much good to pretend that we aren't severely, sometimes radically hurt, discouraged, and altered by what has or has not transpired. Nor will it do it nor will it do us much good at these times to indulge the belief that our future path won't contain any changes or loses of simi- of similar magnitude. But I do think it can prove helpful, indeed possibly maybe life-saving, to reflect on the gains and changes that emerged from the losses, with an eye towards evidence that you may now be better off, at least in some crucial respects, than you were at, say, age 22. So, in learning to hold on to things more loosely, you develop the complementary capacity to latch on to new things with similar ease. My 35-year-old self can't really descend on my 22-year-old self and tell him what will happen in the years between. Neither can yours. You can't really predict or control the changes that occur, but you can anticipate that there will be changes, losses, disappointments of the kind that may very well prove powerfully transformative. But you can also assure yourself, in face of those anticipations, and in light of the principle that when something is lost, something else of equal value is gained, that this older self, whoever she is, and whatever her circumstances, will have a lot going for her. Whew, okay, so that one was a mouthful. <laughs> that was, that was like, that was a lot, but I, when I read that, I like teared up because a couple things. So number one, this has been my professor for the entire semester. He taught um, philosophy and film, which was a really, really interesting class, and it was uh, very like conceptual and really cool, but um, you know, I, it's one of those things where if you just like, you only know the face of people, right? So that's my professor. I never really had like deep conversations with him, but hearing all the stuff about his life, it's like, obviously I see him in a new light now and it almost, it, it's, it just reminds you, like you never know what people are going through and you never know what somebody's story is. Um, but it also like his advice was the most raw and I want to say the most, um, not so much, not, not the most important, but it was, yeah, just the most raw and it was like beautiful and it really addressed the lows that we're going to go through in life. And it wasn't all, um, you know, like do these things and your life is going to be great. And if you do this and you're going to be successful and no, it really, it talks about the lows in life, right? Like we're going to go through them and learning how to deal with the lows and, I love his whole thing of holding onto things loosely. And I think that's something that I've tried to come to terms with the past year because, you know, everybody around here has a five-year plan. We all have five to 10-year plans, right? But realistically, life is changing all the time. Life is constantly throwing shit at you. It's constantly moving you in different directions you didn't think you'd be going in. So learning how to hold onto things loosely and, of course, keeping those goals of of, you know, like bigger, wider goals, right? Not, I need to work for Sephora corporate and I need to be in this department after grad. Like, this is something I'm talking in my own sense. It's something I've had for a really long time is this is exactly how things are going to go. And if they don't go that way, I'm going to 
crumble up and die. <laughs> like, and so I just, I really, I don't know. I just think his whole story and everything was so valuable and it's something that I really am going to hold on to and probably look back at at different times because I just really think that it's valuable information and it's it's realistic right it's not just some bs like quote that you can get from Pinterest it's somebody's real experience and I think that's where we can learn the most valuable lessons right so anyways um I hope that you guys really enjoyed that and you found it as like beautiful and encouraging and exciting and reflective as I did. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, dude, reading these things like made me almost emotional because it's, again, it goes back to that whole thing of you don't know anybody's story really. Like I don't even know most of my family's story and just having those little pieces of advice are valuable things to hold on to. So I encourage you guys to go out and ask the people around you. Of course, your older folk, not like your best friend and stuff because they're going through the same shit you are. Um, but like, you know, go out, ask your parents what their advice is to 22 year old you. You can find some really good insight and maybe it'll bring up stuff that you didn't even know you needed to know, you know? So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope uh, that you have a great week and, you know, follow me on Instagram, IDFK podcast or Kappa Christina. That's me. Um, give us five stars on iTunes. I would really, really appreciate it and have a great week. Bye guys.